0: Good evening, fellow Gooners. Welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm yours,
1: this morning. it guys. lost to discuss. Arsenal take on Everton, and we took on a resilient man City side in the Carabao Cup. You know, let's go on against Everton. Probably about a year ago, Arteta was sitting in the stands as being announced. Arsenal boss Everton and Angelotti. You know, at that point, we probably wondered who would be the better deal. A year later, they take on each other. And, yeah, what were your thoughts in the game?
0: Uh, it was almost like, you know, facing the sort of coach and club. You don't really want to face when you already a rat with one win in nine games. <laughs> and then also you're going into this game with uh, Aubameyang. What was it? You up the injury right in that game, like, uh, I think pre-game or something like that, leading up to the game. Uh, Arsenal, of course, went, uh, tried and tested like three-four-three. 3, four, three. Uh, the lineup was Leno holding, Luis Tierney in the back, uh, and then um, maitland Niles, El Nini, and Saka in midfield, and then up front Pepe, and Ketia and William. But I mean, even going to the game, I was you know from the get-go already uh, skeptical.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't blame you. I had the same feeling, and just you know, was wasn't happy at all with. The, the way the team was set out. Unfortunately, I think Arteta's hands were tied a bit. But you just didn't feel that this team could go out and get you the three points before the whistle even blew.
0: And I mean, look, from the get-go, <clears throat> Everton, I mean, look, as they've been d- doing all season, fast out of the blocks, um, Arsenal playing in a very conservative style, you know, almost like trying to sit back, let uh, Everton take over. But it was also a thing that you and I have been mentioning over the past months now with the way arsenal have been playing um you know the employees giving the opponent the ball but it's not like we end up uh you know sitting so deep it doesn't like you end up having to be camped in your own box because the ball is just not coming out of your own off so of course everything are just you know cranking up the pressure and i mean they were playing quicker they were sh- uh, doing you know the uh, also like arsenal were also trying to shut down passes but i mean the the sort of quickness that everything are going through the the gears when they are knocking the ball about I mean you can see Arsenal are in a in a major dilemma
1: yeah you you could see Arsenal are lacking creativity lacking ideas and you know you just we had no answer almost I mean you had K T A leading the line I mean you know what did you expect was going to happen mm.
0: so yeah twenty second minute the uh, break breakthrough for the Blues um. Davis finds Iwobi, and I mean, Arsenal almost like kind of switch off because it's almost like the midfield and some of the forwards that normally do this, say a bit of tracking back. It's almost like they just left it to the defenders' devices, like, you know, you guys on your own now. Uh, Iwobi then manages to somehow pick out, um, or, or attempts to pick out uh, Calvert Lewin. But I mean, in the, in the attempt to intercept by Rob Holding, he ends up just steering the ball past uh, Leno 1 or Everton.
1: And you just thought that same thing of, here we go again. Like, you just didn't have hope. As previous seasons where you think, okay, we're still in this uh, for me, I thought.
0: You know, it's almost like you're waiting for this thing ever <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really shit to talk about it like this. But, I mean, it's like you're just waiting for, oh, okay. was like, you know, then I think a bit of what you have been saying the past few years since we've doing the podcast. You know, you're doing that block of 10 minutes. And I think, okay, 10 minutes, first 10 minutes gone. <laughs> clean slate still, second ten, and then you think, OK, now we can start aiming for the 30-minute mark, and then, I mean, the 22nd minute, they, you know, that whole plan gets stuffed up. But Arsenal, of course, like from the kickoff again, you know, springing to attack more, and KDA ends up uh, shooting wide. It was a bit frustrating for me because, I mean, I did kind of get worked up for that because When you saw the replays also, you actually saw he had way more time than you even thought. And I mean, you just ended up shanking the ball
1: to the corner flame. Yes, if he was Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, um, Harry Kane, Son, you know, these guys are top form at the moment. So yes, they can take that first time and smash it into the roof over the net or either corner. I think he had to take his time, compose himself. And, you know, once again, Arsenal attackers being wasteful in front of goals. And because we create so little chances, you know, you remember in KTF for missing an opportunity now, and you know, I mean, strikers miss opportunities. The more they get chances, the more they put away. But Arsenal makes a little chance that if a striker misses a chance, you know, we're talking about it after the game.
0: Yeah. So, 33rd so minute, Arsenal end up winning a penalty. Almost like <laughs> I would say, actually, uh, against a run of play, uh, Tom Davies ends up, you know, swiping at the ball, but uh, I think he missed kicks. But Anthony uh, now actually came quite clever through. Nick the ball off from him and you know, almost like knew he was going to get sort of contact, gets clipped. Uh, ref gives him a penalty, even after the VAR checks, you know, everything was cool. Uh, Pepper then steps up and he uh, sends uh, pick for the wrong way, 1 1.
1: And you know, I, I sound like a broken record, but at this point, you're thinking to yourself, you know, maybe you know, we can snatch a point or hold on, and maybe the players can you know push on. And have that bit of extra belief and confidence in themselves to maybe snatch a second.
0: And you know, one thing I also want to bring up. I mean, one guy that's also been catching my eye, and I think I mentioned him. I think sometime could be even last season, some point. Um, there Godfrey that, that one centre back is yes. covering as a left back for the day, since I think they had quite a few injuries. 10 was out. Uh, I mean the way look, he's not. He was there. I think they said something like that. it was the first time playing at left back. He. Totally owned Pepe for almost like the full dark, you know, the duration of Pepe's time on the field. Because, I mean, I thought to myself, look, uh, uh, it's a new uh, youngster. He's not really accustomed to that role. So, you know, maybe Pepe is going to take him on, you know, kind of bamboozling. That guy was reading everything Pepe was doing. And I thought to myself, you know, tune up your skill set or something, <laughs> pass this guy.
1: I mean, Pepe was anonymous again. I mean, it's it's frustrating now. I've I've got to a point now, you know, where I think it's time, you know, January maybe get the nearest better because it's all good and well, Pepe plays in the Europa League and you know dazzles there, but when it comes to matches that matter, he, he just goes missing completely. I mean, he, he, Aubameyang was out. Um, there was no luck as said. So you kind of you we're know, hoping he's going to take the mantle of 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 leading the line, but. Not leading the line, but, you know, being a big figure in attack. But, like you said, Godfrey just had him in his pocket all day.
0: But, you know, what I didn't get also of of the sort of of, of mindset of of Pepe, he ends up almost like just hugging the touchline the whole time. He does nothing to run inside. He he does not add anything into the box. You know, like when we were attacking on the left flank, uh, you know, whooping crosses in, you never saw him making a sort of run or dart into the box to, you know, add an extra body there. He just stands on the touchline. And I mean, Alan Shearer was almost like, you know what, little bits of he had. He even said it was getting on his nerves now. You've got, you, I mean, you have somebody that, that's already in that price bracket. So you, you're really expecting more. You, you can't be almost like uh, babysat the whole time by by the coach on the touchline, being told you must run here, you must do that. I mean, There comes a time where you as a pro also have to think for yourself when you have to make decisions.
1: Yeah, the coach puts you, the coach, like I think Mourinho's documentary he said, you know, a coach basically, you know, puts the strategy, puts the thing towards the team, you know, the game plan X, Y and Z, but it comes to the player to execute in that moment and use his own instinct and, you know, to, to take on players. But I'm sure you and I could defend against Pepe because we know just give him the touchline because he wants to cut in and when he cuts in, you just put your foot in. That's all he's going to do.
0: I mean, the way I would uh, if if I'm just thinking, uh, what I would do with do with even the whole time, since I know he barely wants to do anything on his right foot. I'll just guide him on that right foot constantly because I know he's not going to try to venture like to beat on the outside. And I think that would be his key if he starts doing more that you don't beat people on the outside. He, he might do it say from halfway line to midway of the opponent's off. But when it comes to getting into the box, he don't do anything like that.
1: I mean, if you are here and Robin or Lionel Messi good, then fine. You know, just cutting on your left foot, but. It just seems like he he's read too easily. He like you said, he doesn't add a threat in the box when we're coming from the other side. So you know, you even nullify him coming into his left foot. You know, he's like playing with a man short.
0: And that's so infuriating. It's like you like like we just got say, rid of some someone like like Ozil. We you know he's been a passenger <laughs> for games, and then and now you end up with another uh, one. And he's also almost like he might not uh, be earning what. Uh, Ozil is earning
1: but I mean he's again coming from a 72 million bracket and that is again another headache again for me I mean why didn't we pay the extra 8 million for Wolfgang then I mean oh, there were so many other players you look at that um Neto of Wolves or potent even of Wolves yeah. I mean these guys didn't come at that price like the recruitment of Arsenal is shocking the players I mean 72 million for Pepe I mean we got shafted there
0: yeah, I mean, I think all, another person that's also infuriating Arsenal fans at the moment, this is what Danny Sepheus, because he, he's always like wanting to play more so that he can win himself a, a spot, say, at Madrid. He's not going to get anything out of Madrid, I can tell you that. I mean, he's probably going to get a, a move like, to say, Levante or Valladolid. <laughs> Other than that, what does he contradict that you know makes him deserve uh, a spot in the... You know, instead of the real uh, starting 11 or even making their the match their squad. Because I don't see anything that, that he's really doing that much. I mean, sometimes, yeah, he, he can hold the ball up a bit. But other than that, he holds the ball up. But then, and then what? He does nothing else. So it's almost like this is almost like the expensive version of the Dennis Suarez thing again.
1: <laughs> you, you, you know what? I mean, you know, not, not to move far from the game, but Arsenal have become a team, a, a club that has become home for average players at the moment. Yeah. I mean you 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 look at our team now, why isn't Bayern Munich or Barcelona or Real Madrid or anybody knocking on our players' doors? Yeah. But they, they don't want it. I mean Aubameyang probably you know they said he rejected X, Y, and Z Club for, for joining Arsenal. And yes, I was happy to signed, But you look at him now it, it seems like he's lost a yard of pace and that was been his you know main strength, mm. his pace. Nobody probably was looking for, 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 for a Bamiyang at, at the salary he probably wanted, and now you you be sit, you, sitting with a lot of players on hand that you know is not pulling away a bunch of average guys and is making Arsenal look like an average
0: club. And I mean, for me, like uh, listening to our blog the other day, also when they were saying, uh, you know, Arsenal they have a bloated squad because yes, like just too many players, and, and now it's like you're you, in a situation where. You you got one entire brand back because you don't have a um, like a CEO and a and a sporting director that's strong enough to actually just say look you guys are not good enough uh, we're gonna give you guys almost like a payoff and whatever and, you know that would be that you know go on, on leave on friendly terms it's not gonna end like that the way because it's gonna be almost like ages for us to just get rid of the Wenger era players
1: yeah it's, it's true and you could see the difference of uh, Everton improve their squad since Angelotti took over. Look at our theater, how we improved the squad. I mean, you can't just blame Arteta. The, yeah. uh, it goes to the recruitment, technical, everything. How was Decore not signed for Arsenal? How did we not look at signing Hamas through three years? How did we not look at signing even Godfrey, Didn't they sign him from Norwich? Or is yeah. or am I mistaken?
0: Norwich. Norwich. They signed from Norwich.
1: I mean, there's they, they, something horribly wrong and... Yeah. If you look at it, we, we've we become underdogs playing against Southampton. We've become underdogs playing against Everton at Goodison Park, a place where, and a team that we probably beaten probably the most, or not the most, but we've always got the better of Everton. They just outplayed us, and, uh, you know, we were lucky it was 1-1, and it wasn't even before long before we switched off again.
0: Yeah, I mean, it all led up to, prior to that, Calvert-Lewin in the forcing, uh, Lennon to a good save because, you know, almost like everybody was kind of backing off him and he was allowed that, you know, free range to shoot at the goal, but uh, Lennon made a good save. But then, of course, from the ensuing corner, everybody is, you know, again, all over the place, not really picking up, you know, uh, names in the box there of Everton. And, I mean, the ball just gets hit to, hit to the near post. And, I mean, uh, Mina comes through. Free run, not even anybody, you know, getting in his way. And just power hit as own, 2-1 Everton.
1: Yeah, it was amazing how he just came running, steaming through the <laughs> Arsenal, Arsenal defense, and they're all just looking around, and then, you know, he just smashes it in without almost any worries on his side, and, you know, like you said, 2-1 Arsenal, and you're asking yourself, ah, is there a way back from this?
0: Yeah. So, second half, Everton again came flying out of the traps, Arsenal immediately again on the back foot, but, the, I mean, this time, they, you know, it was like a rocking in a way, because Everton were really... You Know upping the ante, uh, 53rd minute. David Louise in on a rare counter attack by Arsenal, special shot at Everton goal after Pickford ended up fluffing a William Cross. But also, where that came, Everton were... I don't know if it now was not cockiness or that, but you know, where I was telling you, uh, you know, leading leading up to the last few games, where I said sometimes like the Southampton, like Southampton or Burnley, or you know, even Spurs. Almost like giving us the ball because they knew we we're not going to do anything. This time, Arsenal actually looked way stronger, way slicker on the ball. And I mean, you could see Everton were for this. Like, I think it was, it could be even a 20 minute period where they were struggling to get the ball just out of their box because Arsenal were really building momentum. Arsenal were like, you know, finally dominating, but still failed with a cutting edge. And, uh, you know, it's becoming almost like a. Eddic inducing problem now for, like, you know, as a fan watching Arsenal, with they just don't have that little extra edge that you it know, takes us to get a goal or bleeding or up to a, a creation of a goal. Uh, as you said the other day, it's, it's not like we just can't buy a goal at the moment, like, you know, like to, to, to get the points, I should say, for, the, for a week.
1: I mean, uh, I, I know we used to say we missed Arsenal. I mean, we, we always wanted it to be um, more. Defensive minded, whatever. But I I actually miss the you score, we score kind of Arsenal where we do win 5 to 6 to 4 1. But it's like we, you know, after we score that one goal, it's like we're done for the game. We can't do more than that. And it's become almost a recurring theme under Arteta.
0: Yeah, so 64th minute, Willock came on for Alnini. Uh, Which, and I mean, I also want to add, I mean, for me, Alnini, the last few games, you know, as much as I've been talking him up, you know, uh, since I was, like, quite positive so, certain aspects of his game, but, I mean, it's almost like he's gone back to the El Nini that, you know, wants us to, you know, where we want him out of the door because all he's running was just going backwards, going backwards, going backwards. And, I mean, I think Leno lost his shit with, with, with El Nini a few times. Uh, David Luiz was telling him to stop running back because it's like, bringing on more pressure on him. And, you know, I, I, I honestly don't know which direction we're going to go also with this because... If even if Jaka comes back now from his suspension, he's probably gonna just probably walk into the team again. Since he is uh Arteta's golden boy. Um I just don't know how it's gonna be because if you've got two guys that are playing already the deep role and all they're doing is always running you know back to our own goal, where is that gonna get us? No wonder we don't have creativity in the team.
1: I, I think the likes of party brought the best out of um
0: yeah.
1: yeah. I, I I think that the problem is you have two other players in you know, either Sebayos or Jaka that's not going to relieve the pre- like no. Aldeni's game is, is to slow things down to an extent. You know, he, he will get things sticking if a guy like um, parties with him, you know, will have the legs to rush forward. But Aldeni's game is not, you know, to, to, to kind of get the game going and flowing if he doesn't have the support. So, yes, he, he, he probably isn't good enough for Arsenal Football Club and, you know, we obviously do need a better as uh, play in that role but i think we've we've almost become so we could say desperate that you know on the end he's kind of looked the part when he's played there other times because of how short and how lack of depth we have in the center of the park mm.
0: yeah and since right minute paper, then ends up getting at the you know on at the end of a, a pass he ends up cutting inside but then you know Taking a shot, fly off, having a drop goal attempt. It was again another tra- chance, just pissing away.
1: What a comparison!
0: the set times, but I mean, it's like you know first. You know when you, when, a, when a gasket starts. You know, if you don't need some steam, that gas just boils and pops it's, 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 and pops. It huh?
1: It's become it's become a joke. Actually, in Arsenal have looked so poor that. You can actually see them being relegated. Like, I know I sound like I'm exaggerating now, but just the manner in which we, ha- we lack that, you know, that, what's the word, that stubbornness to lose and that, you know, we they put everything on the line and make it so difficult for you. The players don't look like they, they care because I, if, I'm not saying it would happen, but do you think, how many of those players do you think will take the first ticket out of the club if Arsenal should get relegated?
0: Yeah, I think the majority of them, like, you know, all those guys that want to come with, <laughs> with, with all my heart, when I mean, they get if the, they must be, okay, cha- the taste of championship football, they'll want to take, as you said, now they'll take to, the first ticket out there. Eh? And then, you know, all that guys do digging their heels in. I think they're going to just, you know, literally sprint out of that front gates of London. <laughs> <laughs> so, 71st when it, Martinelli comes on for Pepe. And I mean, this guy was out. Jeez, what, how many months? Was it like a seven months? Since
1: March, since March.
0: And, since March. I mean, he comes on and, I mean, immediately you see a sort of rejuvenation in the squad happening. I mean, you know, he looks a bit more energy. I mean, I think where, where I was getting somewhat frustrated was you saw his energy and, I mean, you could see he's trying to fire up everybody else. But everybody's on that, what you say, on that pedestrian type of level of football. So, I don't know. I don't know what, what he's doing or he's not doing, but I don't know what more has to do to get some life out of this club because, I mean, it needs serious resuscitation.
1: No, definitely else like they're going to drown or suffocate because, I mean, it, it can't go on. You know, you ask yourself, you know, is this going to be the game? Is this going to be the game that, that we, you know, kick on? But, you know, you thought after Southampton, you know, maybe something. But you look at Arsenal 2-1 down and, you know... I'm sure, you know, I don't know if we have any Everton fans listening or whatever. But I I'm sure that they weren't biting their nails as the game went on. I think as the game wore maybe closer to, to the to the end, um, yeah. maybe then we started putting pressure, but we're relying on our youngsters. I mean it's poor sucker as well as to also dig his heels in trying his best to make things happen.
0: I mean, the time she by the time that the game is done, you know that you see the seniors mope off and they're busy chit chatting and then and you look at some of the youngsters, they they look totally naked laying out, you know, spread out on the pitch after the game. Because they've been like play, playing themselves into the ground for the club scores and, and the others don't seem to give a toss to the seniors in the squad. So, yeah, the last 10 minutes, you know, was a laboured affair. But, you know, the Toffees end up holding on. Arsenal, 8th uh, league defeat, grim days as a gooner.
1: Uh, you know, you kind of... Of that defeat, we're looking towards the Man City game and thinking, you know, it's a cup game. Form goes out the window, you know. Believe I still Remember I told you it's an SOS game? Because as silly as it sounds, for me as a fan, you know, as sometimes things aren't going the best in the league. But you and Nico win in the League Cup, you win a semi-final, you're looking forward to Wembley eventually, you know, seeing that playing in a final most likely. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, Arsenal, you know, we haven't been having the best of form. We come to the Emirates, you know, Man City, I saw the team, sheet. I said, oh, no, De Bruyne Sterling on the bench, Aguero on the bench. I saw Zinchenko playing at left back. And you look at them and you thought to yourself, you know, Arsenal team, Man City team, the two teams don't seem vastly different in quality. I mean, yes, they have the better side, Man City. But, you know, it wasn't a team that you looked, maybe two seasons back, you saw David Silva, De Bruyne, Aguero, Sterling, you know, you name it, Vincent Company at the back. You thought, okay, you know, they have this second-string goalkeeper even. You know, possibility, you know, Arsenal could, could maybe just hold out even for throttle penalties.
0: But I mean, look, League up quarterfinals, uh, the game became, you know, more distraction. I'm like, I'm just speaking now for myself no. Uh, it was for me more distraction when, you know, you think you got like bigger issues on hand, like in the league. And I mean, look, of course, you and I differ on that aspect, which I find excellent. So we have, of course, different opinions. Because I know you do treasure, you know, a sort of run in, that, in the league cup, years I was like, thinking, <laughs> you know, if, it, if it's almost like compulsory, then fine. But I mean, also, like, I wasn't going to be really cut up if we were going to get eliminated. But I mean, back to the game. Uh, I think they made a ring of changes. Uh, the came in, Cedric, Mustafi, Gabriel, uh, Kolasinac, then Enzim, Denials, Alnani, Sebayos, and then Wilok, Watinelli, and Lacazette. Um, what was your take on the lineup for the game?
1: Like I said, you know, it was probably the best that it did, uh, did. I mean, for me, I think Paolo Marie should have come in for, for Mustafi. Like, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what. Happening there, but Marie seemed better, and we always spoke about the Gabriel Marie combination. It would have been an opportunity to actually try that. Um, Leno stand not starting in goal puzzled me it, since it was a quarter final, so you know it was a bit iffy there. But other than that, you no, know, Arteta probably did what he could with the lineup, and I thought, you know, not too far off the Man City team strength wise, and Martinelli starting as well, so I was excited to see him starting.
0: Yeah, so I mean, one belly gets comfortable and bang <laughs> down after three minutes. And I mean, that the clowning chief Mustafi allows the cross. I mean, I you know, I couldn't believe what I was witnessing because you've got him, what he's actually watching the ball go past his head, and uh, Gabriel Jesus ends up climbing above, like you know, rising above him and glancing at it. And also, w- with regards to Runos I mean, as a goalkeeper, you're going to try to clear out every, even if it was Mustafi and Jesus, but you don't just stand and, and watch. And I mean, by the time that ball is in and he reacts, the ball is already buried in the net. So one, <laughs> he,
1: Man City seemed to be scoring quite early at the Emirates. So even that first time in they beat us, what, 3-0 last season. And they've just you just thought to yourself, oh, Are you kidding me? Like, you know, you you pumped up with this game, looking forward to it, and you windled down before you know your seats even warm.
0: Yeah, so the game goes into a twenty-minute city domination. Arsenal, of course, looking really rusty, lackluster performance as per usual. Of course, now by the thirtieth minute, Martinelli starts taking the game by the scruff of the neck, he starts driving the team forward. And a great work by him because I mean he ends up Funneling himself down the left flank takes the ball right up to the touchline, you know, takes it, uh, chips it across the six yard box. The old Man City te- team was kind of ball watching as the ball floats over, and the ball lands perfectly for Lucas to guide him 1 1 with a header.
1: Yeah, and you, you know, you think it is this, uh, okay, you know, I'm always thinking to myself these days when Arsenal's equalizing because it's, it's become a recurring thing. I'm like, okay. Hold out till halftime, time. You know, in another 45 minutes, we can take it from there. Anything can happen. But, you know, Arsenal, just seemed that goal kicked him into life, and I thought, oh, could we be onto something here?
0: Arsenal, of course, playing more positive now. Uh, uh, Man City keeper Stefan ended up kicking a, like a, I think it was a goal kick or something, kicks it straight at you Willock. Know, Willock, of course, reacts too slow because I, yeah, I just think it was a. If you pull a stand like that with any of that, I mean and I mean any of the top six, they're gonna punish you. There's not gonna not ifs and buts, they're going to punish you. But I mean Wolock ends up taking the ball, he's only like, trying to get the ball under control on his feet, and then he tries to layer a, you know it almost like a simple layoff pass. And I thought to myself, you know, usually you just either taking a touch and smash it or taking a touch and, and you know like draw some of them closer to you and then he a sort of uh, you know with like a forty-five or just smash the ball across the six-yard line. But, yeah, we end up, you know, kind of missing or fluffing that chance. 41st the minute, then and pulls a fantastic save to deny Nye just before time, And, I mean, those are sort of moments that we always know that Arsenal yeah. only, you know, conceding that zone.
1: Yeah, and, you know, going into the half 1-1, you know, I thought to myself, 1-1 ah, is the possibility that, you know, 45 minutes just trying to be solid... Don't make mistakes, and you know, who knows what could happen? You could take Man City to penalties if so there's no extra time.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I just want to touch on a, a point just close to half time where Martinelli gets a fantastic ball from Woolock. He ends up, you know, beating, I think, the whole, just about the whole uh, city defense with a run. Uh, and I think, I already thought he was going to now skip and control the ball past Stefan, who came out, you know, racing out of the area. But Stefan ends up. You know, it was like charging the ball down, but ends up getting also a heavy touch in on Martinelli, who, you know, leaves the Arsenal player, you know, in pain on the deck. So, I mean, the, the first years end up coming on, and I mean, you can already see the a little bit of blood already dripping through the he sock. So, I mean, I think he kind of weathered the one or wanted to weather the storm. He ends up coming off. Uh, we go into halftime, comes on second half, he's again starting. But then, of course, I think you can see the pain was I like, caught up to him, because I think he lost on like, four minutes. And then you saw him eat a dick again, because then I think the pain pain was probably too excruciating for him.
1: And then I the saw my favourite side, Pepe, warming up, or coming on to, to, to
0: the rescue. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's all like that, that when you have sometimes a bad dish and you get that gas that comes up. <laughs> yeah, that sort of weird pain that comes up to your chest. So, I was already feeling like that. But, I mean, uh, we end up, you know, kind of, the game ends up a bit scrappy for a while, as, you know, everything gets stabilized again second off. Then, of course, uh, kind of cheap freaky given away by Arsenal. So, of course, Arsenal lining up. And the not <laughs> I want to make. Look, I've played goalkeeper in different aspects, like, like, school club and, and things like that. And and sometimes I used to uh, play those chunks where I would play goalkeeper in all my life. I've never seen a guy set up a wall and then he stands by the one post and he just fixes himself to that post. So I'm thinking to myself, because I would like my, my kids and, and my wife I was watching with, and I told them, if Mar is once so all he has to do is just chip that ball over the wall. He doesn't need to be power and just chip it because no way in hell that keeper's going to go from that one post and get, him, get himself across that, that whole stretch of the goal line. And, I mean, Maris ends up beating a a shot, which is, ends up being a straight shot of, of all. Mm-hmm. Not the one of a be, uh, those bending ones. There's nothing, real no fizz or spin on that ball. It goes straight at Runosson, and he decides to do what, what you always hear them say, like in England, about a continental type keeper. He tries to punch the ball, it's like going about roughly chest height if he jumped. And he ends up, you know, punching the ball and it, of course, spins off the top of his knuckle and it spins back to the goal. <laughs> 2-1 Man City. I mean, I would have actually given it more of our own goal to Runison. So disg- you know, disgraceful goalkeeping. sorry to say.
1: And uh, I just thought to myself, oh, you know, the a good time, just keep on coming. I mean, a time when we don't need to be giving away goals, so we just handed Man City... A goal. I mean, it had to be tough to beat, make things difficult. But, you know, 2-1 Man City, and then I did. for me, at that point, I felt, you know, that was uh, a little too far, going to one down. Especially in the manner, you just so players' heads drop as well after that.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I felt, as you said, um I also felt positive when it was 1-1. I mean, I, didn't, I wasn't bringing it up or whatever, but I, I did feel positive seeing it at 1-1. But for me, I know sometimes they say, you know, two one, you still in the game and that, but for me that two one as you said and that I also picked up from the, the you know the vibe of the team, everybody's heads dropped after that that blunder. And I mean you knew it was just by how much Austin are gonna beat us now.
1: Yeah, and, and there was nobody that went to said it, it took him I don't know, maybe I didn't see it, but as you know, kind of spoke to me and said, Don't worry about it, you know, there's a mistake, forget yeah. about it. People just left him on his own and just carried on. And you're thinking to yourself, is there any camaraderie in this team actually?
0: And then, I mean, barely with five minutes, uh, Fernandinho, fantastic pass downfield. I mean, sometimes I wish Granit Xhaka can take a page out of that guy. He ends up, you know, it's a sort of pass that dissects the whole Arsenal squad, gets in full fold And I mean, he's always been your fave from the early FIFA days. Also. Yeah. He ends up, you know, peeling off the, the Arsenal defence, gets the ball, gets into the box. And I think, again, uh, a bit too early by and he ends up throwing himself, like, you know, committing himself to the ground And by the time he does that full foul and just ends up dinking the ball over in three one,
1: yeah, he's truly a talented man. City have in the end. I mean, I think he would probably be taking the David Silva kind of role. And you know, three one Arsenal, I mean, three one Man City, and you.
0: But I mean, not not to take also anything away from, but I mean, with with the replays, it also did show that he was offside. Because I mean, oh, yes,
1: they, yes, yes,
0: yes, 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 don't yes. do the whole VR thing, but I mean, I'm not gonna try to make an excuse because I mean, they it was well deserved anyway. Because I mean, they had to also carve themselves these chances to punish us anyway.
1: And and with Arsenal, that we've become accustomed to 3 1 down, you thought yourself came over,
0: yeah. I mean, by now, is of course, and I need the show is Arsenal, and we're now just chasing shadows and you know, waiting for full time. Uh, Arsenal then ends up making you now, you know, the the. The late subs, you know, trying to somehow get something out of the game. So he brings on uh, Emil Smith rowe for El Nini. And I mean again another poor game by El Nini. Brought nothing really positive to the squad. Uh and then I mean 73rd minute Laporte ends up uh, you know I was like hanging I think they had a corner and then he ends up thinking okay I'm just gonna I think the <laughs> fire sometimes does it as well where they all sometimes just hang <laughs> You know add extra body with you, but they all just hang out in front of it for a while before they have to track back and then I mean, by that time a cross comes the uh, cross comes in, and I'm an easy easy you know uh, uh, almost like a nod down either by uh, Laporte and four one
1: no it you just thought the good times, just keep on coming four one down at home against man City. It's just become, just become such a, a, a joke of a team at the moment, and I'm sorry to say that. and mm. It was infuriating just sitting there and watching your club get yeah. dismantled by Man City.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, Balogun then came on, so he said, luck it? But, I mean, it was almost like, you know, done and dusted already. Because, I mean, just the way you could see also the confidence that City were knocking the ball around, and we looked completely... Empty. I mean, there was no, no nothing really to talk about because even when there were little, you know, little fits and starts by us or little breaks coming our way, it was either Pepe with a heavy touch or you know that's yeah. what they're doing something totally, you know, wrong. So you know, City so ease on to the uh, semifinals now. Uh, you know, I, I wish it was a while going into that because I mean they will also be they also the reigning champions and I mean they always you know give the all in every trophy. They're not like us that you know, make too much, uh, too, too many changes. But I mean, very, like from my perspective now, very disappointing, but I mean, the league needs to also get now full priority now.
1: And speaking of the league, we take on Chelsea, who, um, they made a, I saw a video, or not a, probably a picture where they said, um, you know, Chelsea, um, looking sa- like a sad face of Chelsea when they realised, Flip, they're playing a sixth place team or even normally in the top six we know we've always been there and thereabout. about. And then they realise Arsenal's 15th in the league and they start celebrating. So it's almost like, you know, Chelsea are already planning to come and take the points at the Emirates Stadium, which they did last season. Also around about this time, under Arteta's reign.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, just previewing this is already tough for me. I mean, I'm sure... Yeah, like, no, honest. it's difficult. In ...that also, it's like, you know, pitiful. But I mean, because one thing you're to also do this podcast to be, bring some sort of positivity and that because I mean, there's a lot of negativity and, and toxicity, especially with the, what's going on when you hear some of so what's happening with the team, you know, behind the scenes with it. But I mean, I well and truly, you know, we in a, in a in a bottom five scrap, you know, facing fifth place Chelsea. And, you know, the bizarre thing is we've now, like Arsenal, out of the last five, we've lost uh, three out of the five. And Chelsea, I mean, they're also getting some sort of weird... Uh, a rocket or or wet patch at the moment because they now also out of the last five they lost two so they also like you know they got sucker punched a few times because I think the Everton game they really got suckered and then um, Wolves I think also close to injury time they end up also conceding there so it's not like they also have again that little bit of you know that wobble for that uh, spot that we always talk about where we have that sort of lack of concentration but I mean look the danger men at the moment, strangely, is Chilwell at left-back because, I mean, he's contributing a lot. And I think to keep him silent, is going to really be an effort and a half. Uh, Mason Waddle, of course, is always there. And then, I mean, T- Timo Werner. He might not score, but, I mean, he's, I think, leading the assists. And, I mean, I think he's third in, in the goal-scoring charts because Tabby Abram leads the line there. And, and Kurt Zuma, of all people, is second there with also four goals.
1: And Pulis is also a handful and I think he'll be looking for revenge for Arsenal after that FA Cup final.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I I just hope it's a a good game. And uh, look, I'm not going to ask much and I'm mean, i not going (laughs) to do way way in the head predictions or whatever, but I mean, I just hope (laughs) put a sort of fight or fighting performance that, you know, will really get the fans behind it. Because, I mean, right now, it's like, uh, so the, uh, the attitude I'm picking up from the players is like, you know, you know, we couldn't give a toss. And for me, like I was telling my other friends also, you know, if you're not going to try, then why should we try? Because it's like you're trying to get behind everybody and, and you're still seeing this, almost like this limp, weak, or gutless performances where I, I mean, we didn't really go into it now, but look how many times we've not seen where those 50-50 challenges, our guys are always pulling out or backing away from it. And for me, it's not a good thing thing for for, for precedent for for the fan base. Because, I mean, you want to see... We might be, you know, down in the doldrums there. But, I mean, you want to see us also fight our way out of it. But, I mean, if you see people wave the white flag that early in the game, then you don't have the energy to be rooting for them. I mean, you love the club, yes. But, I mean, when you see... Because, I mean, for me, the players are the problem. And, I mean, this is now going to lead us also to... The talking point section now of the podcast where I just think, you know, this is not my point of view, you know, to correct the situation, even if, if it, if it means that, you know, you need to have a change to keep Arteta at all costs. Cause look, I'm also split on it. I don't know if it's enough for the good to keep him or rather to, you know, just let him go because you also don't want to have a, a you know, almost like a newbie manager, in a, in a relegation scrap, because, I mean, that could also ruin him forever. Like, you know, the you, sort of... Because look at a relegation scrap, you also need to have that, that uh, like Wenger used to say, the mental strength side of things. And I just don't know if, if it's something like, look, this is his first big gig. Like, uh, you know, with his head coach and, and manager. If he's, you know, really got it to, to, you know, use a squad that's already... I mean, it's already split into two to three camps. If we can actually rally them somehow, but I mean, my what I was not trying to continue is, I just think the shitsters in the club, you know, need to be booted out completely, and this mm-hmm. is where people like Edu and Vinay and even the board should get hundred percent say behind Arteta then, because you can't go on with, you know, uh, this one is doing that and and or, or almost like the, the certain players, and I think you and I mentioned last week, where the so that the core of the players, I'm not talking about the youngsters, the the core of the the seniors. They have more loyalty, say, to the Urzels and Socrates out there. No, and, yeah. You know, then like, it, the Look, I don't have a problem if you don't like the coach or whatever, but you're still going to, you know, you know, you fight for the club and the honour for the club. You don't just come from... Because for me, I mean, I, I don't want don't to sound too conspiratorial, but I mean, when you have people like from Chelsea that come there, and, and it's like, you know, this sort of work ethic when they were Chelsea, and they come there now to Arsenal, and it's almost like, sunnets and, and, and umbrellas and whatever the so you actually wonder i mean like even or who came up with the idea you know say that back in the day with chick or now with, with with louise who was already uh you know i uh, was like error prone and and william that that now shows a sort of side of that you don't even know of, of him in football where he's just mr casual or mr stroller
1: yeah, and it's like, you know, I don't mean to disrespect LA Galaxy, but we almost become like that LA Galaxy type of club with the MLS where, you know, the players are coming to, to, to retire at, at the club.
0: Yeah. And I mean, for me, Ed do needs to also take, take full blame here as well because, look, Sony is now not there anymore, but I mean, he, the sort of business he was doing as well in the name of Arsenal awesome Football Club with all these, like it like at times what we call, we would call like say shady agents, so it's almost like we it was like left with with you know scraps because uh, yes, it's, it's like we you know or, or the sort of, when you look at the ego of the players also, they got the sort of ego that they are all that God's give to football and it's like you're not that good. I mean you're a star and that you're a pro, or I should say a pro, but you're not a, a superstar. You're not gonna like you know set the world alight because. If you were, as this is now what you and I were discussing before we even did the podcast, then people like Barcelona or would have been knocking on the door already by now, if you're that special.
1: Yeah, and, and like I said, flip, you know, we, it's a pretty the bombing, it's almost like we signed him four years too late. Yeah. Because imagine you being the side of Sanchez, Urzo in the form, you know, the players to play around him, Santi Zola. it's... Arsenal's become almost a breeding ground for average players. I mean, it's almost like when a Aubameyang was firing, the whole almost club was lifted with his, with his presence and performance. But now there's just nothing. Like I, like I sent you or asked you a message, is this the same jersey that Patrick Pereira, Robert Perez, Dennis Bergkamp, Tony Adams, you know, Lee Dixon, you name it, Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp, Oh, this is this is the same jersey that in the same club that those legends played for.
0: You know what? I couldn't believe the other day watching uh, like the Carabao Cup game. We we into that the start of the second half, and the the players are standing on the off like, like I said The camera switched to Lukas like and Maris, and they are busy having a chat, waiting for the ref to blow. And I'm thinking to myself, as you said, now we would even see, say, someone like Vieira doing that before, like a, a, you know, a big game like that the quarterfinal game, and, and you busy having a little chit-chat with with, with your opponent. That's why, I mean, i, I got... Like, <clears throat> this is now going to lead me now to the final point where, for me, this team must be rebuilt around people like Leno, Gabriel, Saka, Tierney, and Martinelli. I mean... I, and party, not, And party. sorry. But I'm, I'm not really... I don't know, I'm not really that concerned with Aubameyang, because when you see that sort of... You know, lack of effort now. So it's almost like, look, luckily he got now a sort of what was it two-three year contract. So I mean, you can still he's still value for money if you want to, you know, offload him. Because I, I still think you're gonna need for if for a project like Arteta's what the years plan to work, or I think any coach that also comes in. You're gonna need people like that that uh, the names I mentioned that can that you know you, it's gonna go to war with you because some of the others. They almost like the ones that are trying to either hide behind you or they don't even pitch up on the day. So you know, us will have you know. Uh, I think uh, general general is going to be very very important for us. So I mean, do you have any other talking points before we wrap
1: up? i We've spoken and touched on most of it, even you know yeah. before the talking points section. Yeah.
0: So I wish you guys a fantastic Christmas period. You, Aidan, as well as well as the rest of the family in South Africa. For all our listeners all over the world, we hope you guys have an enjoyable Christmas. Stay safe as well. Uh, we're going to take a break for a few days. We'll be back again next week. I mean, we're on, on all social media as well. If you can find us on canon talk even on Amazon Podcast, you can also find us there. But I mean, Aiden, I'm sure you will also send out the you know, various notifications of yes. and find our podcast. So guys, take care, enjoy. Bye.
1: Cheers. Mate. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone.